0: Welcome to the BP Leadership Podcast, uh, where real leaders are made. I'm your host, Bill Purvis. Looking forward to sharing with you today. In fact, we've got with us our guest, Victoria Nicholson. I've been talking to Victoria for a little while now, and if you've been tuning in, you've learned and listened a lot. I know to some information that's been really beneficial. Uh, She's been both a singer and actress and played in things like Chicago, Newsbees, Guys and Dolls, A Chorus Line, and other things. And she's a young, up-and-coming girl with a lot of energy, a lot of passion and highly creative. It's been fun getting to talk to her. We're going to talk today in this section about some things about building morale within the cast and and how good acting will trump bad scripts and um, and basically just how how you know when you're giving your best and when you're not. A lot of things to learn from her. So let's get started, Victoria. We're glad to have you with us again today. Now, what's the average day for like a performer like what when you if you if you just uh, you know you got a program that day. How do you clear your mind? You clutter your mind. Do you do you not do things to get stressed or whatever to mess up your voice or mess up your mindset? Uh, you get in character all day. What what's the what's the routine for the day?
1: For me, the average day for going. If you have a show that evening or that day, wake up that morning, eat a good healthy breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, I normally have my coffee in the morning and then I'm done with that. And then I'll drink tea throughout the day. Mm-hmm. I'll drink a ton of water. Mm-hmm. Um, just drink as much water as I can. I try to drink a gallon a day if possible okay. um, to help the vocal cords. Yeah. And then on top of that, um, just stay stress-free that day. Yeah. I try to really make sure that I'm um, having a good day. I like to go to the gym, right. get my body moving and working mm-hmm. that day. Um and then get to the theater. I like to get to the theater about an hour and a half, two hours prior to our call time. Okay. All right. Because um, for me, I'll go in a private room and I'll do some sort of quick workout to get my blood pumping. Okay. And to get my body moving um, so that I'm ready and right. present for right. the performance. Okay. I hate feeling rushed yep. personally. Yeah. So I like to have plenty of time to... Turn on my worship music in the um, dressing room and have time to put on my makeup, not feel rushed, put my wig on and get everything present. And also to have some time to think about what I'm about to do. Yeah, Think about the character because it can get to a point where if you've done a show, like during Newsies, some weeks we had eight shows a week.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you, when you do it long, a long one. Can you go through the motions and not be as Oh, absolutely. Connected? Absolutely,
1: because okay. you can very easily lose sight of the main purpose of the show. Right. And you can say, oh, I had a bad day today. I'm just going to phone call this in. Mm-hmm. And I try to always remind myself, there is some person in the audience who needs to hear this story.
2: There is somebody in
1: this audience who can be empowered by your character. There's somebody in the audience who might be a younger child who has never Mm -hmm. seen a theater show. They could be a young Victoria sitting in the audience wondering if, if... if they like theater, mm-hmm. and this could be their chance to, to see their first show.
0: good way to look at it.
1: And that's, especially during Newsies, we had morning shows. Mm-hmm. So we had 9 a.m. shows. Wow. So we would have to get at the theater. I'd get there around 6.30, 6.45. Yeah. And just to get ready and and pumped. And those morning shows got really tedious, especially Mm. when we did morning shows and then we'd either have an afternoon or an evening show. Right. Those two show days can be very pressing because you're like, I'm exhausted. But you don't have time to nap. Yeah, You can't have caffeine for some people because some people don't like to drink it before a show because they're vocal cords. Okay. So it really just depends. But keeping that mindset of it's not about me. Right. It's about the product that I'm delivering to somebody. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's about the people in those seats.
0: Yeah. And you
1: have a chance to allow them to feel something. mm -hmm. Because I think, too, in in today's society, we're taught to just go through the motions. Yes. And go through our day and keep our schedule. Yeah. And the theater is the one place where people can kind of let their walls down. Yeah. Enjoy a show. They want
0: to go and escape. And that's it. Exactly.
1: It's the perfect escape and allow them to feel something. Yes, And either, whether that's empathy or whether that's happiness or joy or to cry a little bit, Mm -hmm. it has a way of bringing everybody
0: together. i had heard one time uh, Kenny Chesney had said that he was doing these concerts three days in a row. He said, I think it was Tim McGraw that came along and said, Kenny, he said, nobody else catches it, but I can. He said, I've been doing it a long time. And he said, every audience is a new audience. And he's kind of like what you're saying about you never know from them again. He said, so don't wing it on the second and third performance because – they're a new audience. He said, Absolutely. so you've got to remember it's brand new for them. And he said, you know, I realized I wasn't putting puttin as much into it in my latter ones because I felt like, well, they've already heard it. Right. And he said, I had to realize, no, they haven't heard it. Mm-hmm. I've heard it. They haven't. Now, do you, do you have to, I guess you would have to just get totally into that character each time and think that way. This each is time. all, they've never seen it before. Mm-hmm. I'm in this character And you can't focus. You'd block everything else. Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: Absolutely. And there were were even sometimes during the show when we would have a – when me and one of my um, co-performers would get on stage and we would just have a really intense scene. Mm -hmm. And we sometimes won't talk backstage after we've had that scene because we're going to resolve it on stage. Yeah. So sometimes it'll take you out of it. If you just have this big fight with – with whoever your scene partner yeah. is on stage, and then you go off and say, hey, you want to go get Mexican after this?
0: That's, that's you know what smart, I mean? It takes yeah. you
1: out of it. And yeah. to me, you kind of lose a little bit of the spark and the moment and and the honesty of it. Yes. In, and like I said, every performer is different. This is just my personal um, yeah. preference, is to keep that moment, stay yeah. professional, stay focused. That's true. And then when you go back on, allow it to be organic mm-hmm. and natural and honest. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's good. Yeah, you're right. You're staying in character mm-hmm. the whole time. All with I, I like that. I said, and and I guess now let me ask you this: You know, at the end of a scene, you know when it wraps up that night, if you gave your best, don't you? Absolutely. I mean, it doesn't even matter whether they applaud or not, you mm-hmm. know You know. That was my moment. I I was I was in a zone, I, it was carrying me. Oh yes. Yeah. That's that's the sweet spot you you're always aiming for. for it sure. is,
1: it really is. And that, that also can be the most challenging aspect of performing yeah. is knowing the fact that not everyone is gonna like your performance. Yeah. Everyone's got some idea in their head of what they think a certain role should be. Right. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It's no. up to the director. It's up That's to the right. theater. And you just have to know at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what anybody says about my performance. No. If I feel like I did my best and That's if right. I went out there and gave it my all and left everything on the stage, yeah. then I'm successful at yeah. the end of the night. That's
0: right. I remember, of course, you were you. you, know, you were raised down in Orlando and to Disney World. To you. you gave us a tour one time of it, back, back <laughs> scenes we didn't <laughs> okay. even know. But I remember one time watching a performance – and I took my grandkids. And when it was over with and the performers came out and did their bow, and then they walked out and mingled. And they walked out and mingled with those grandkids. And that night at dinner, those grandkids were still talking about They may not have caught the whole concept of what the, what the movie was about, but they were still talking about it. And she touched me, and she said this to me. And to them, it was like an angel dropped out of heaven. <laughs> and they'd just seen them on the platform doing this acting, and they just spoke to them. And so it makes me think about how – when you do what you do you you don't know if there's another victoria sitting out there absolutely If there's some young girl that 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 moment you're the biggest star they've ever seen, and you just touch them and right and
1: that's what it's all about yeah that, that's what it's all that about that would be
0: the, that'd be the huge reward for sure mm-hmm. now let me ask you this um how do you how do you build morale when you when you've got the cast together because I guess a cast would be almost like a staff meeting or with the team you're playing with, and there's certain They're they're all different personalities. Oh, yeah. So there's some people you're thinking, okay, we got to do this part. But is it hard sometimes with some cast?
1: Oh, absolutely. How do
0: you you handle that?
1: (laughs) It is definitely hard. I'd be lying if I said it wasn't because not every cast is going to get along. Yeah. Not every cast is going to mesh well. Yeah. I've had amazing cast where we're like family after and we still stay in touch. Mm
2: -hmm. And I've had
1: some that were like, okay, peace be with you. I'm really glad that (laughs) this is over type thing. Um, And the best thing to do, especially with working with difficult personalities and different personalities Mm -hmm. is actually what I've learned from you when you did um, a lesson on dealing with different personalities Mm -hmm. is to make sure that you respect them and you appreciate them. And you can say, okay, this They may be giving me a hard time with this, but you know what? I I respect you. Yeah. And I appreciate what you do bring to the table. Right. And try to find the positives within that. Yeah. Um, Because I think that's really important because it can be very easy to automatically get negative.
0: That's right. If you and focus on that it affects you.
1: Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. You yeah. can totally. We had a member of our of one of my cast one time that just wasn't happy to be there mm-hmm. and it and it was hard. Yeah. It's super hard because it just brings the whole team down. Yeah. And so teamwork is so important too, making sure that everybody is putting their best put, foot. Port forward right. and making sure that everybody is holding themselves accountable to That's know right. their lines and yep. to know their blocking because it's you can't operate without teamwork in a yeah. show.
0: No, I would think not.
1: You you cannot, and you've got to learn really quick. And this is a blessing and a curse when it comes to theater. You have to mm-hmm. get. Um, Close with people very quickly. You have to establish trust very quickly mm-hmm. because you don't know what person in the room is going to have to throw you in the air for a partner lift and then yeah. catch you. Right. Um, you don't know who you need to depend on to help you um, in a in a in a fly reel if mm-hmm. you're having to fly for a show and somebody's pulling right the string. You know they're they got your life up yeah, there. So right. it it's definitely and also depending on the person in the scene to trust that they are going to have your back.
0: That's right. And I guess there's a way, even with that subtly, that they could either make your lines look bad or good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would think that they, they could be a way they could they could make that conversation flow.
1: Absolutely. Or if they
0: chose to, they could make that conversation very awkward for you. Oh so that yes. You didn't look in your best light. Oh yes. Yeah, that's and and so timing is a lot of that too. It is. It's, It's not just knowing the lines, but it's knowing the exact timing, how to phrase that. All right.
1: And making it seem organic and natural and not just saying, oh, I know my next line and jumping to it. Yeah. But being like, no, how would this person genuinely respond? Mm -hmm. Like if you were mad, you wouldn't wait five seconds and then give your answer. Right. You would would jump on that pretty quickly. That's right. So it's really trying to channel your natural human instincts.
0: Yes. And it's different. I, I would think of it this way, too. I see people in conversation. that It's difficult for them. And one of the things I think they do is... They're thinking more about what they're going to say than what the person's saying absolutely, and so they're thinking here's my next line here's my next line and and when you're talking with somebody like that, you're thinking you use it organically you, you you're really realizing this is a this is a fixed conversation you know this person's more interested in what they're going to say next and how they're going to say it right, and it makes it awkward to have that oh yeah, Whereas and it ruins moments yeah it ruins
1: moments and it it becomes um not believable yeah and the audience can they know
0: they pick up on that absolutely they really can pick up on Mm -hmm. there and there's certain people i know just in in acting alone i I read years ago this script that somebody had that was great and this guy was helping to find actors for it and he was a big name guy and he said the secret is the better the actor he said the more the script comes alive he said it doesn't matter he said you take a an A-level actor, and give him a C-level script, and he can make it do well. Right. And I have seen movies that were not that good, but the actor. You put a Vince Vaughn or somebody there, they take it up. And then you can see others that was a great script, but bad actors. Oh, And yes. it just didn't bite. Mm-hmm. And so it, it comes down to you. Now, you mentioned a minute ago about BPL, what you'd learned there. Uh, how has that, since we've been working together with BPL, how, how has that affected you? What have you learned from it? What benefit is it to anybody else?
1: BPL has definitely helped me more than I can ever give it full credit for. It mm-hmm. has helped me tremendous, tremendously, mm-hmm. and it's so funny to me because I definitely think that there's a lot of people, especially my age, that are like, I don't know how – Leadership can help me. Yeah. And if there's one piece of advice that I could give to anybody, especially mm-hmm. in the career field that I'm in yeah. with performing, and one thing that I've learned from BPL is my mm-hmm. biggest takeaway is never stop growing. Yeah. Like you said, yeah. you never know when you're going to get hit with a new obstacle, yeah. when you're going to get hit with um, a new thing that you're going to have to pick up quickly. Yeah. And it's so important to keep growing with yeah, it because yeah. when you stop learning, you stop growing. Right. And um, I heard somebody say a long time ago that once you get comfortable in your craft, mm-hmm. that's a dangerous spot to be. It is. It when sure you get comfortable is. in anything yeah, in life, I think it, it, it becomes dangerous because yeah. you become reliant on that's being comfortable right. that you, you miss opportunities. That's right.
0: You'll start to coast. Exactly. You'll start to drift. Yeah. And ultimately, you'll find yourself bored and life doesn't mean as much anymore. Absolutely. You're, you're happier when you're growing.
1: Oh, and and it's so true. And I think about all the different lessons that you've taught on that, um, of course apply to businesses, but that apply to theater, like goal setting, confidence in the workplace, um, silencing your inner critic, Right. um, there's just so many that almost all of them yeah. ap- apply to theater, which right. is so funny to think about. Yeah. But I've gotten something from every single lesson that you've wow. put out, and you wouldn't expect that yeah. from from being somebody yeah. in theater. Right? You would think, oh, I don't really know what I can learn from. Mm-hmm. From a leadership luncheon yep. or from leadership lessons, yeah. there's always something you can learn.
0: It's it's one of those things. It's hard for people to see the value of it until they've tasted it and experienced it. Right. And, and a lot of times what happens is is they, they get it by, if they go back to a to a school reunion, mm. you know, five, ten years later, and they walk in among all their friends and they find out, my friends are right where I left them. Right, you know, it, exactly. was, it was like somebody just pressed a time button and stopped them, and I went out and enjoyed the world, and I came back. And they're right back where they were when I left. It's like a pause button was pushed. Oh, yes. That was when I think I first learned it. I, mm-hmm. I was you know, I was growing and learning and reading and all the rest, and the things around me were growing. But it dawned on me more when I went back among old friends, and years had passed by, and I'm saying, this is the same conversation, same problem, same level. Right. They never changed.
1: They never grew.
0: No, and mm-hmm. that was what it was. And now I, I realized, you know, if you do that long enough, you'll go back and— and it really will be odd. And it is. There's a gap between you and them. And even with your friends, the people that you associate with, if they don't grow, you'll find yourself outgrowing them. And there'll right. come a time you don't have as much in common. You think, I used to want to hang out with them all the time, but but now I'd rather have a good book. You know? it, it's <laughs> and, so
1: true, and I've already I've already been able to experience that a little bit yeah. with, with friends and with people yeah. also in the performance industry. They, yeah. they get so overworked and upset when they don't get a part. And I'm thinking – well, it just wasn't for me. That's right. There, there's there's any time that a door closes, you know, God's got a better door for that's you. Right. And, and a bigger right. door open, and it just wasn't my opportunity to exactly. take. Exactly, exactly. And I think that that's, that's the biggest thing. And all, all of the leadership lessons, though, that, um, that I've learned and been able to take away from you— it's It's amazing to see how how it's helped me mm-hmm. and how it's helped me go in the room because, as a performer, we are our own brand yeah you are and we have to learn how to brand ourselves yes. and we have to learn how to do that, which is what we discuss in leadership, yeah. developing your brand right. and and it's it's been it has been such an honor and a privilege to be able to hear this leadership insight yeah. because I can already see personally in the short amount of time that I have bought into b p l what it has done for my career, yeah. what it's done for my personal life, right. and what it's going to do for me in the future.
0: Yeah, that's well. You, you. I'll, I'll tell you this: I've seen you grab hold of it and take off and run with it, and it's not by for you just a job. It is. It's who you are. It, you are a leader. I mean, there's no question about that. You're going a long ways, Victoria. And and I've enjoyed I've enjoyed this conversation because I got a chance to see the part of it that in your world, and I know the people listening are going to benefit a lot just by listening to that side that because we watch people that do acting and drama and things like that, we watch young people that that are trying but you've got a you've got a plan in front of you you 've got a life in front of you you're growing you've got skills and talents and abilities and and, uh, and I'm honored that you'd, you'd work with me. It means the world to me. Well, and thank so. you
1: so much for having me. And thank you for pouring into all of us and into businesses. And not just businesses, but performers. Yeah. And for us to be able to have this um, accessible to us. Right. And to help us launch forward. Because I know I would not be where I am without your leadership.
2: All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that final part. Part three of Bill and Victoria's conversation. And let me tell you, you're in for a treat because we are about to start a new series called Back Blue, where Bill's going to interview some police officers that have been in the force for years. Maybe they're retired and they've moved on, but they've got great stories and some great things that they've been able to do and encounter over the years. And his next guest is a guy named David Josie. Now, David has been in the police force for over 30 years, and he's done a lot of different things from patrol to narcotics. He's gone undercover, and he's got some really, really cool stories that you do not want to miss. So make sure you stay tuned for our Back the Blue series coming up with our first couple episodes with david Josie, and make sure you subscribe so that you can stay up to date on when we release those and upcoming podcasts after that as well so hit the subscribe button and if you're on youtube hit the bell so that you can get notified as well well thank you guys again for joining us we're glad you're here and remember that this is where real leaders are made